Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly postgame podcast in which the Broncos failed to win on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders, getting swept this season by them and their interim head coach, which, of course, also uh, were not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but with a 1% chance to uh, to get in, that, um, that pretty much does it for us, Rob. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to say it now, and I'll say it until the day I die. Fuck the Raiders. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's disappointing to say the least. Um, but it is what it is, man. We just gotta fight and struggle through the last couple games and see what happens next season. But uh, yep, win, lose, or draw, orange and blue every day. Oh yeah, every day. I mean, it's it's ninety percent of my wardrobe right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> including his boxers. Um, it, well, I wasn't going to go that far, but, you know, uh, if you're going to bring that up, then no. anyway, we're going to move on from that subject. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so lots of things um, to still talk about. And, you know, I will say, you know, in, in previous years, uh, even though this is the sixth year in a row, we won't be in the playoffs. Um, you know, we've played meaningful f- football, or at least we've been in meaningful football games um, through entirety of december um versus last couple years it's pretty much like early december and we pretty much already know in the final four or five games that we're dunskies right um so at least we made it this far um there is improvement there look we still got two chances to win against against um some divisional teams there against the chargers and the chiefs um you know, the big one is can we beat the Chiefs at home uh, to at least end that uh, that drought there? Um, forget whatever asterisks would be next to that game of well they rested their starters or, or whatnot. I don't care at this point. Like we'll we'll take what we can get, um, and hopefully just set us up for some success and some some positivity going into next year. I mean, there's a there's a lot to really look at um, that. A lot of rumors will be coming out. A lot, a lot of speculation is going to be happening. Is already happening about what's going to happen with the organization from not just the ownership but uh, the coaches and everything. I think obviously the only one who's, whose job is safe is George Payton, um, and you know we'll talk about what he's going to do as well. But let's start with the game and uh, rewind ourselves a little bit here, Rob. So before the game started, kind of walk me through and walk everyone through what, uh, what your initial thoughts were before this. Well, like I say every week, I sound like a broken record, but I was I was hopeful. I was I was hoping that, you know, we had a spectacular week of practice, not just a great week of practice. Um and I was I was hoping that, you know, Pat Shermer had a game plan in place that would be effective. And uh, you know, uh unfortunately Pat Shermer did Pat Shermer things yep. and which we'll get into, but uh, you know, I, I, I was hopeful, you know, Drew Locke uh, you know, when he came in for Teddy Bridgewater, looked good uh, in previous game against the Bengals, uh, you know, but we all know how that turned out. And so, you know, like I said, unfortunately, I'm a broken record. I was hopeful. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, the game turned out the way the game turned out. But, uh, you know, Kevin, I'm sure you were, well, I don't know, yeah. you kind of adapted David's uh, yeah. uh, sentiment of just being dead inside. <laughs> dead inside. I'll be drinking and uh, just enjoying watching football, but past that, whatever happens, happens. Now, 
um, you know, things happen. Like if you had told me before the game that, uh, you know, the, the turnover ratio would be three to zero in favor of the Broncos, I probably would have laughed at you. I would have no, not probably I would have straight up laughed at you in your face. Like you're telling me that we're going to get three turnovers and not zero from the Broncos. Um, the reason I picked up the biggest defense on my fantasy team in the one playoff game I was in, which I lost, but um, was because I was like, well, they're probably good for at least one interception. You know um, the way the Broncos offense is going low scoring game get one or two interceptions, you know, that should help me out. And zero interceptions from Drew Locke. Um, so if you had then told me even further that we would get three inter- or three turnovers and not turn over the ball ourselves at all and still lose the game, I would have thought you were absolutely crazy, you know. But here we are, man. Here we are. That's what happened. Yeah, and, you know, credit where credit is, is due, you know, I definitely give uh, Drew Locke credit for not having any interceptions. Um, you know, he was 15 of 22 for 153 yards, uh, which, again, based on previous performances, um, I was I was OK with. Um, you know, I thought he he threw the ball well. Um, we did have a, a few drops, few very important drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we unfortunately, which is very uncharacteristic of Brandon McManus, we did have a missed field goal, uh, which was definitely points that we we needed. Um, and, and like I've said before, you don't see that out of Brandon McManus, you know, we don't call him money McManus for no, uh, mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's not a trend moving forward. Um, but, uh, you know, credit where credit is Drew. I think Drew Locke played, you know, pretty well given the circumstances, uh, given the fact that the offensive line, uh, I don't feel performed as well as they no. should have. Uh, but I, I don't even want to say it because it just hurts too bad. I will give the Raiders off, or excuse me, defensive line credit. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, Crosby, Crosby is a beast. Let's just yeah, face it. Um, you know, if, if somehow Denver could pry him from the Raiders, I think that would be beneficial to us. Oh, sure. But I don't think that's going to happen. So hmm. it is what it is, man. But, you know, like I said, I got to give credit where credit is, is due. And I think Drew Locke played decent given the circumstances. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on, uh, you know, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we do this show as well live on YouTube. So we do have some uh, viewer comments uh, popping in the, the chat here. We'll address throughout the show. So stick with us, guys, and we'll, we'll definitely get to your comments as the show goes along. Um, one thing I want to touch on really quickly was the McManus missed, I think, 55 or field field goal attempt uh and you saw a heated exchange um between uh brandon and coach mangio there and part of the thing was you know gave him four seconds to get that kickoff man four or five seconds on a 55 yard attempt you know um that's a situation where take a time out you know if you're rushing your kicker onto the field because one you can't make a decision on if you're going for it or not um you know, I, I understand that apparently there was some confusion as to where the ball was getting spotted. So, you know, that takes 20 seconds off the clock, you know, figuring out, hey, are we going to go for it or kick it or whatnot? But if, if you're then going to decide to kick it, give your kicker a chance. Even McManus is human and needs more than four or five seconds to line up for a 55-yard kick. That's not just a chip shot, you know. Um, so that's where I would, 
you know, people might have gone off, you know, Fangio for taking a timeout there. I think that would have been a great call. I don't think it's it's even worse that he didn't take a timeout there and then got upset at Brandon McManus for for whatever reason. Yeah, and and Kev, I mean, mistake. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, which I don't think I am. But don't we have people up in the box that can see down on the field and see where the ball is spotted? Like, couldn't they be like, hey, it's 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 not that close. Take a timeout mm-hmm. or or something like. I, I just I just mm-hmm. don't understand this coaching staff. I really don't. You know, no. you, you have people in the box, and and even I, not being there, would have said take a fucking time out and, and right. give them a minute. You know, at, at least you know let them. You know, hey, this is fifty five yards. You you know, are you good? Mm-hmm. You know, give them a second. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, don't again, but it. it goes back. It goes back to what we've been saying all year. Either Fangio uses all the timeouts or doesn't use any of the timeouts. There's like nowhere in between that he mm-hmm. falls. Right. And, you know, I think a lot of that is attributed to him focusing all on the defense. You know, he's not, his number one priority is not the head coaching responsibilities. And that's the only thing I could figure out of, you know, look, has he gotten better since his first year? Sure. But it's still not great. I mean, the number of mistakes he makes for a third year head coach is still, uh, way out there compared to other head coaches. It's way too much. And it's because he's too focused on the defense. Now, a lot of people out there might say, uh, yeah, but look at this. We have like one of the top, if not the number one defense in a lot of categories. Okay, great. Look at the teams we've played. The Lions, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Giants, uh, the Washington football team. um, We did beat the Cowboys. You know, we did beat the, okay. That's the one outlier, you know, I would say where we held uh, a really strong playoff team or at least contender, what looks to be a contender. I mean, the way they routed uh, Washington the other night was hilarious. What 56 to 14, like, holy crap, you know? I, I don't um, know, bro. I went to bed at like eight o'clock. I was like, this isn't even a game. It's not. It's not. <laughs> so, um, you know, okay, cool. So, you know, you can look at that game, but in general, it should be like, well, cool. You should look good against those teams, you know. Uh, but then there, there's been other games where, you know, the Broncos defense did not hold up. You know, um, the Eagles put 30 on us. Uh, the Chargers, 28. The Chiefs, 22, which, you know, were 16 offensive, but still they got that pick six. Um uh, the Raiders earlier on put up 34 against us. The Steelers 27, the Ravens 23. Um, so, you know, there's still these games where the, the more competent teams are making Fangio's defense look average, maybe slightly above average. Um, so I, I'm not buying the narrative anymore that Fangio's defense is all it's cracked up to be. I mean, you put this team against um, you know, a, in a, in a much tougher schedule, they're probably, you know, between 15 and, and number 10 in the league defense wise at best. Uh, yeah. I mean, I believe if I remember correctly, coming into yesterday's game, Denver's defense was uh, ranked fourth in the league. If mm-hmm. I remember the broadcast correctly, um, which is, it's, which is impressive. I mean, a top five defense, uh, you know, you can't at you. I mean, obviously, you could ask for better at being number one, but still, <laughs> with the way things are going and and everything that we've had stacked against us the entire season, you know, I, I I'm impressed with our defense. I think sure. you know, 
you know, I think we, we've done pretty well. Could we have done better? Absolutely. But at the same time, and even some of the players, you know, said it in their pro, post uh, press conference, uh, you know, interviews, you know, the defense can't do everything like the offense has to score. Um, yep. I believe Shelby yep. Harris was quoted as saying that the offense has to score. And, offense has know, to get more than 16 or what was it, 18 rushing yards. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know how many people, you know, that I, I spoke to about the game. They were like, y'all had 16. Yards. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't want to talk. That was about tied that. for, I don't know, maybe not tied, but that was either tied or the third worst rushing game in Broncos history. Good old so twenty one baby. Then sixteen rush yards in a game, but that was the third worst in over fifty years, uh, or sixty years now of Broncos history. Uh, how far have we have fallen? You know, mm-hmm. it, yep. it hurts. It hurts my soul. And that does kind of get to so one of the first comments we have here, uh, Drake. Thanks for watching. Uh, he's asking with uh, potential head coaches now being able to be interviewed. Who do you think Peyton is going to call up first? Now, the one thing to remember, everybody, is uh, in order for the Broncos to officially interview uh, new head coaching candidates, they have to first fire their current head coach. Um, and so as of right now, there are only two teams in the league that are able to do that, and that's the Raiders and the uh, Jaguars. So unless the Broncos fire Fangio before, you know, um, Black Monday, they're they're not going to be able to officially interview anyone. Now, one of the big names I keep coming back to is Dan Quinn. Um, yeah, you know, I know some people. You know, there, there's going to be a lot of division on who the Bronco, who Broncos country thinks. You know, the next head coach should be. Uh, for me, someone like Dan Quinn coming in is going to be really big on focusing on the changing the culture and totally revamping the culture in the building. I mean, it's a retread head coach. Um, you know, he has been to the Super Bowl um, with the Falcons. You know, he's done really good things in uh, in Dallas. You know, he is defensive minded. I know a lot of people are just, you know, dying to have an offensive minded head coach. And I get it. I do. But I think right now the bigger picture is we need somebody to come in and, and um, who has head coaching experience and that can change the culture in a, in a very positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think with the end of Dan Quinn's term in Atlanta, um, makes me a little leery about him. But um, you know, I mean, if he can come in and change the culture and kind of light a, a spark and a fire and and set some standards and and hold guys accountable to those standards, um, you know, why not give him a shot? I mean, hell, we've done worse with you know the name that shall not be said. And Vance Joseph. So, you know, and, and that's what I don't understand. Like, you know, Vance Joseph sucked as a head coach, but then he goes to, you know, Arizona and is decent. I mean, granted, he's not the head coach. He's just the DC, but still it's like, like, what did, did, did you just hate us? Like what the right. hell? I mean, it's the same thing with the name that shall not be said. Like I feel, you know, and <laughs> my dad kind of has this, uh, this uh, uh, conspiracy theory about the name that should not be said that he purposely was sent in there to dismantle Denver from the inside <laughs> out. Do I believe it? Eh, it's not totally outlandish. It's <laughs> I not. Mean, I mean, I mean, you know, let's face it. The Patriots got caught cheating how many fucking times? Right. 
But, uh, you know, I mean, that might be a little far-fetched. Not by much, but Not a little. Not by much. <laughs> Not by much, but... I wouldn't put many money on it, but if somebody like proved it, I'd also be like, well, I'm not totally surprised. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the sad part is, you know, he let go of some really good players, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, uh, and of course now I can't think of, but you know, Brandon Marshall was one that, that, that left out of there. We traded Cutler for Orton. Um, I don't know if that was a terrible idea, but you know, I feel like, um, Jade Cutler was better than Orton at that time once he got his diabetes under control and everything. But, uh, right. you know, um, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I know there's a tight end and I can't think of his name, not Scheffler. Um, gosh, dang it. Not Schlotman. Um, no, that's a lineman. That's yeah. That's a center. Uh, Tony, Tony, about. Tony, is it Scheffler? Yeah, it might be. I, I'd have to look. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. We'll save it for <laughs> trivia night. But anyway, there you go. Um, you know, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I agree with you, Kev. Being mad about it and and freaking out about it, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to root for the 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 next couple games and 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 pray to the football gods that they make better decisions. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, Dan asks, are we surprised if Fangio thinks he should get? Another season, we'll start with that part first. Uh, no, I think you ask anybody whose job is on the line. Uh, I mean, how many of them are going to stand up there in front of the press and say, you know what, guys, you're right. I shouldn't be here right now. <laughs> like, like who's going to stand in front of And I'm not trying to, like, make fun of you, Dan, or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, how, how funny would it be if, if somebody was asked, do you deserve to be back next year as head coach? And they just stood there and just, they said, you know what? No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> You know, why Why am I here still? Like, they haven't fired me yet. Like, I don't know why they haven't fired me. Like, why am I still here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're um, keeping around for the meatballs he makes at Christmas time. Right. Maybe. It's like, oh, yeah, after after I make those meatballs for the Christmas party or end of, end of year party, they'll fire me. But uh, <laughs> not yet. Um, look, I'm not surprised he said that. That's Fangio is very good at coach speak, you know, that he's going to say the right things that, you know, it's – it's a dumb question to ask to begin with, you know, like, you know, do you think you deserve to be back next year? What? That's a stupid question. Out of all the questions you could ask somebody uh, and a head coach following that game, you ask them, do you deserve to be back next year? What answer do you think you're going to get, mister? I don't know who even asked that question. Um, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was one of those beat writers that, you know, just yeah. wants to take whatever words he can get out of them and, and twist it and turn it and, you know, turn it into some clickbait story. So, yeah. Who knows? Um, then Dan, second part here. Uh, will Fangio go down as the worst head coach in the NFL and Broncos history? Definitely not the NFL history. I mean, um, there's a list of names I could go through here that are absolutely terrible. I mean, um, starting with uh, this year's uh, Urban Meyer. I, I mean, <laughs> Right there. If you're, if anybody says that Vic Fangio is a worse head coach than Urban Meyer, I, I'd, I'd be like, dude, what, what are you smoking? Because <laughs> hey, I definitely our, don't want some. You're hey, tripping, least, man. At least our coach wasn't caught out at a at a bar with college teenagers and uh-huh. you know letting that kind of crap go on. Right. Um, you know, in addition and- to the losing and what uh, apparently or supposedly kicking a player or something like. 
Bro, could you imagine if if he did that to McManus? McManus would get up and punch him right in the mouth. Oh yeah, there's like there's guaranteed. No he'd be like, "Now nah, I don't need this job, but you ain't gonna kick me." Right. Um. In in, in my two cents, the the top of the list is the name that shall not be said, mm-hmm. uh, and then Vance Joseph, mm-hmm. and, and and then uh, Fangio. I'm sure there might be one or two in between. Uh, you know, maybe throw Dan Reeves, yeah, a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe. But. Uh, you know, yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely not the worst, but definitely not anywhere near any of the good. Right. You know, no. there's good, better, and best. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that he's the worst in NFL history by a long shot. He's just not good. That doesn't mean he's the worst, and I don't think anybody's going to put him up with the worst, but... He has, I mean, he has a lot of not good numbers. I mean, the the home record under Fangio is not good at all. I mean, you Terrible. don't really have a home field advantage. Um, his biggest one, his biggest one is the fact that we are 1-22 when we are losing at halftime. 1-22. And, and yesterday was almost 1-23, you know, because if it hadn't been for Bradley Chubb's awesome, you know, interception – uh, and almost bringing it back to to the end zone for a pick six. I mean, he got to the one yard line, but um, he almost got there. So if it weren't for that, we would have been losing at halftime. Um, and I can't say that we would have come back from that. I mean, just the way, you know, things were going. So, um, you know, that would have been one in 23. Um, but either way, the one in 22 when you're losing at halftime is a horrendous record to have. Uh, and I think that speaks a lot. So, um, also speaks a lot about an organization when you can get three turnovers and you still lose the game. Like how often has that happened? Um, that just that just shows how inept your entire offense is. And uh, a lot of it isn't just – a lot of it wasn't Drew Locke. I mean, he had zero turnovers. Uh, the interesting stat was we were uh, – an, an interesting stat was we were one for ten on third down conversions. You know which, which one – Third down, we converted on Rob. Uh, probably the least one expected. It was the pass interference where the Raiders player was like ripping Judy's shirt, whoever it was, was like ripping his shirt off, like as you know, the yeah, Broncos receiver was running away. Does that, that not was surprise you? <laughs> that was the one. Well, now if you want to dive at it a little deeper, uh, Drew Locke was five for seven on third downs. And we essentially um, got zero third down conversions minus that penalty one. So that that shows that we are not throwing to the sticks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said before, you know, we had a couple key drops, one from Judy, one from uh, Albert o- Ogawebanam. No, and you got to say it like the, uh, the announcer. I can't. Okuwa- I can't. Okuwabunwe. Okunabunwe, oh, so, I think is how he said so it. so bad. I was Oku- yelling at my Okuwabunwe. TV. It's like, dude, you – it's it's phonetically pronounced, like printed in front of you, and you've had a whole <laughs> week to practice this. Like by now, this isn't like week one. We're like, oh, we got to figure out how to say this name. Everybody knows that this is the name on the Broncos. You've got to figure out how to pronounce Oku Weibunam. Say that twenty times, you'll be just fine when his name pops up in the broadcast. You but know, no, he came he came up with Okunwabunwe. Bro, it hey, was dude. so bad. I was like, I literally rewinded it because I'm like, there's no way he said it that wrong. He said, no, nah, he said it that wrong. 
I was yeah, like, I don't know what's worse, the Broncos offense or that attempt at saying Oku Wabana. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the uh, announcer's attempt. Um, so just a little, a little fun fact here. If you had to guess without looking it up, how many wins the name that shall not be said and Vance Joseph had, could you guess it? Hmm. Wins. Total wins. But, you know. I would say it was in the realm of, what, five over a span of five years there? Well. Between the two of them. So, 25 wins. So, you're close. So, if you combine them, they had 22 wins together. Ah, damn. News. Yeah. I kind of have The name that shall not be said went 11 and 17. Mm-hmm. And Vance Joseph went 11 and 21. Hmm. Vic Fangio is right behind them at 12 and 20 currently, according to what I'm looking at currently. Hmm. Whether or not that's completely up to date, I'm not going to trust it. But right. um, that is that is very interesting that mm-hmm. those three are kind of just stacked right there. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, I did sort by uh, wins, uh, number of wins, but, uh, you know, still, that's, that's very, very interesting. Um, right. And the the best one, obviously, is uh, Shanahan. Uh, he was uh, – let me make sure I got my columns lined up here. He was 138 and 86 over that his tenure from 95 to 2008. Jeez. And just below him was Dan Reeves uh, at 110 and 73 hmm. from 81 to 92. Uh, and then, you know, Fox and mm-hmm. – uh, Couple of coaches I don't recognize the name, so that was obviously way before I was born. Like the sixties, probably. Yeah. Uh seventies, yeah. Seventies. Seventies. Uh and then Gary Kubiak, who I I was a personal fan of Gary Kubiak as the coach. Yeah. He was thirty-two and twenty-one, uh, and that was in a span of a year, two uh, fifteen to sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really wish he would have stayed, uh, but I definitely understand that health health comes ab- above all else. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh Good old Kubiak. Good times there. <laughs> um, now, let's see. Uh, if we're looking for a coach to bring in culture change, uh, Drake here would consider Matt Eberfloss. Eberfloss, the DC from Indy. I don't know much about him, to be honest with you. Um, my thing is, um, if they're able to do it, great. I do want somebody who's had prior head coaching experience, though. Um, I don't care if they're a coordinator right now. Um, I, I want a, a retread of a head coach because I want somebody who has shown that they can manage timeouts. They can manage a game. Um, they know what it takes to be a head coach and that they've, they at least have some experience doing it. You know, I don't want any of this. Oh, it's a first time head coach. He's going to need a year or two to figure out how to manage the game, you know, Okay, I'm not I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm I'm so over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Kevin, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this one because I've been thinking about it and I think you're right. We do need someone that has experience and knows how to be a head coach. My I guess if I can't have a, a young spit and vinegar, you know, kind of head coach, I guess I'll take experience uh, over over the mm. latter. Um, however, I feel like we definitely do need somebody that, like you said, can come in there and change the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kubiak, I, I feel like, you know, he had those, those uh, attributes. Um, yep. 
you know, I was even, I was, and I'll be honest, I was even a fan of John Fox there for a little while. For a little bit early you know, on. I, yeah, I think John Fox, you know, he was he was decent in the beginning. Um, but uh, uh yeah, I don't know how much and, of that was Peyton made him look good, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 obviously we'll probably get into this in later shows, but you know, it's a matter of who is gonna be available to be a head coach. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. who who is gonna say, Hey, I wanna throw my hat in the ring versus you know hey we want to interview him and now we re-signed him the hell with you right so you know that's that's a whole nother avenue that's going to have to be explored yeah look time will tell and let's not ignore the possibility that fangio will be back next year don't put it that is a possibility don't put it out there it's already out there damn it it's already out there if you know if Fangio says, look, I'll, I'm going to replace Shermer and Tom McMahon. Um, I don't, I don't see this happening. I think it's a long shot. Like I, I don't, but let's say this happened. I, I could see them saying like, let's, you know, try and stop the, you know, constant turnover of head coaches and give you one more year um, with, hopefully somebody like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. And let's face it, those guys come in and it, it's pretty much going to be a, Hey, you are, you run the offense. Like you do what you want to do. <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is your team to, this is your offense to run. Fangio goes, I'm going to go over here and focus on the defense. Um, to me, that would suggest that we're still going to have the head coaching struggles because he still is not going to know how to manage a game. He's going to be too focused on running the defense uh, and all those things, but at least, you know, it, it could, I don't know, man, I could see it potentially happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, and I would, I would almost, almost be okay with that. You know, if they, if they said, you know, look, you're a great defensive coach. We want to keep you on as a DC and bring somebody else in to be the head coach. Um, That's not going to happen though. Well, you never know. That, you know um, but, how awkward that would be, though? Hey, like, there's a reason teams don't do that. There's a hey, reason why it's incredibly awkward or incredibly rare for that to happen. Hey, if Peyton sat him down and said, Look, either you do this, or you don't have a job, you think he would take it? I think he would say, I'm going to try and, you know, get a head coaching job somewhere else. All right. See ya. At least give him the yeah. ultimatum. Now, you know, say, look, we think you're a great defensive coach. We'd like to keep you on to run the defense, let you solely focus on that or right. get the hell out of town, you know? Right. Um, and and, I, and I, I actually read this today uh, in the little bit of free time that I did have. I did not realize that the Seahawks went five or are currently five and ten. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yep. and, and and that really makes me be like, mm, I don't know if I want Russell Wilson. So the thing with Russell Wilson is you're going to get uh, longer or more longevity with him than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, cultural things going on wrong within the Seahawks organization as well. Um, and they are eliminated. They are eliminated. So cheers to that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think there's just a lot of things there. They're looking to move on themselves. Um, you know, I think this has been a long time coming. Um you know, I, I think Russell Wilson is obviously a 
a number two in terms of talent uh, compared to Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but you're going to get more time to build a team around him um, and support him, you know? So, uh, and I don't know, there's, there's so many just different things here that could play out. Um, You know, going back to my, we need a culture change. You're not going to get that if you keep Fangio even as a, the DC. You're just not like you keep the old guard in there in some capacity. One, it's awkward, and two, you know we. I don't know. It. it I want this team to see a you know a clean slate. There is one coach that I would want to stay, and that's Mike Munchak because he's done a pretty damn good job with the offensive line. Well, I, I hate to to rain on in your parade general. on that. Yeah. Okay. In general. But, uh, you know, the offensive line did not look spectacular against the Raiders yesterday. No, no. Um, You know, there was, a, there was a few games that they, I feel like they should have played better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it as a whole, as a whole uh, I mean, yeah, I guess he did okay. Um, you know, he could have done a lot worse. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't see any other viable – offense whatever happened to that player that was like is he still with us that like played for us and he's like the assistant offensive line coach or something Mm. i can't remember his name i know i'd recognize it if i saw it but um i i I wonder whatever happened with him i can't remember his name i gotta look Mm, that up don't bug me uh honestly if if fangio goes they're all going you know they're going to wipe the slate clean. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the new head coach would, you know, who we'd invite to come back or stay with the team. Um, but um, I don't know. My whole thing is we need to start fresh. And so it's going to be interesting to see what what these guys do. Um, Dan makes a good point here. If we get a new owner, and it's more like when we get a new owner, whether that's this year or next year, but if we get a new owner and Fangio is still here, he could see that being – Peyton's downfall. Um, I'd have some questions if I was a new owner, you know, Hey, Hey George, why, why'd you keep this guy around? You know, I'm already going to start looking at you. Like, do I trust your decision-making um, now? you know, look, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Like, let's see what he does, you know, and criticize anything we feel needs to be criticized after he's done it or hasn't done it. Um, you know, if, Black Monday comes and goes and Fangio still has his job, then then he should be made to answer for that okay. decision. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, if if certain dis- if certain things don't change, then he needs to answer for those decisions. Yep. And they better be damn good answers because, mm-hmm. you know, as, as we all know, you know, Denver's uh fan base is one of the loyal most loyal and diehard fan bases out there and you know granted i i don't think you know the the, the fan base would turn its back but you know you're gonna lose a lot of a lot of support look um, you already have nine thousand ten thousand twelve thousand no shows a game yeah you know yeah absolutely i mean that's that's the beginning of it and and i think that the denver brass mm-hmm. um Granted, we don't have an owner right now, but the upper echelon 
of the of the organization, I think, needs to take notice of that and go, we got to do something to get butts back in the seats. I'll tell you what, when we had Timmy Tebow, there wasn't a damn seat left in that place because yep. that dude, granted, he wasn't the best quarterback out there, but he, he made plays. In. He brought, he made people, plays in. He brought people in. He made plays, and he, you know, I mean, hell, I almost had four car- coronary uh, you know, oh, incidences yeah. myself just watching the damn games. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, hell, I still got my Timmy Tebow jersey in the closet. So, yep. you know, I'm a fan for sure. But, yep. uh, you know, he, like I said, I still think we did him wrong. I said that before. Um, and and I don't want to see us do wrong by Drew Locke because, like I said, I think he has the ability and he has the talent to be the quarterback. We just have to get the – appropriate OC and coaching staff to help coach him up a little bit. And, you know, let's see if he takes that Josh Allen leap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Dan, the no-shows are because Shermer and Fangio weren't fired yet and because uh, Broncos fans are losing trust in Peyton. Uh, my, my response to that is what, what has Peyton done to make us lose interest in or uh, uh, trust in him? Uh, and what I'm getting at is any good leader of an organization is not going to come into office and on day one, make overhauling changes, sweeping changes on day one. Any good leader is going to come into office and come into their position and should give it some time so that they can evaluate where things are. Look, Fangio was still in his contract year. Okay. Hey, Fangio, I'm going to see how this plays out. You know, you're at a contract year. You know that. You know, this is your staff. You make the decisions. You tell me what you need, and I will support you, and I will get you those things. But after this evaluation, I'm going to be needing to make some decisions. And a lot of good uh, I mean, a lot of horror stories I've heard and some I've seen myself um, have been from people who come into a leadership position and on day one, they go, I'm changing everything to the way I want it to be done. Everyone sits back and goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Who are you? We don't know you. You don't, you don't understand how things work here. You don't understand the personnel. You understand the culture. You understand the organization. You need to give it some time. And I respect Peyton for doing it that way. Coming in here, I have a six-year contract. I need to see where this team is going. And you look at it. George Payton has done a great job in the draft. Absolutely. Uh, So just right off the bat, his draft class is doing fantastic. You know, uh, the moves he made, the players we got to uh, to bring in some young talent. Um, and, you know, we're going to see if that is a continual thing, but that is a big positive right there. But now that the evaluation period is nearing its end, you know, um, George Payne is going to need to make some decisions. And now it's going to start being, you know, now it's my team. Now I'm the one making the calls. You know, I sat back, I watched, I took notes, I learned, I saw where things were, I saw where th- I see where things are now. 
Uh, and here's the direction we need to go based off of all of that. I respect him for doing all of that. So no, I haven't, I haven't lost respect in, in George Payne. Anybody else should, I mean, give them some time to, you know, and then base your, your opinion of them, um, off of their decisions. So, uh, you know, speaking to that, uh, Fangio, who is 63, um, signed a four-year contract in January 2019 that included a team option for 2023. So oh, I thought this was a contract year. That's my fault then. Yeah, no, okay. you're good. That's mm. that's why I'm bringing it up. So, um, you know, and I was wrong earlier. Uh, currently, he is 19 and 28 with two games remaining. So, you know, with that being said, um, another name that I uh, that I have seen uh, come up as far as a head coaching candidate. And I don't know what his contract situation is, but what are your thoughts on good old Sean Payton? I George like him. Payton, Sean Payton. Uh, it's a sign. Uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning. Oh, oh hey. Geez. Hey, I'll All take the, the three Ps. P, PQ, baby. This is the <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, I, have, I have nothing against him. I mean, what he's done in um, um, in St. New Orleans has, has been really good. And um, uh, I think, you know, we were talking about somebody who could come in and build, a, you know, change the culture, build it in a positive direction, but has that head coaching experience under, um, you know, while leading teams to Super Bowls. And, well, let's see, did he ever go to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah he, yeah, he won that Super Bowl. With, he won that's Drew right. Brees' only Super Bowl. Yep. Um, looking so, at, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything Sean. that he's done that wouldn't be good for the Broncos. Looking up Sean Payton's uh, contract, it looks like he signed a five-year extension to keep him there through 2026. So mm. that may not happen, at least in the near future. But uh, yeah, it, it it was a good it was a good thought there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. Don't be wrong. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a good point. You know, so another reason that George Payton didn't hire any head coaches this year is because by the time he got the job, all the essentially the time worthy candidates of for the head coaching positions were hired were you know with other teams so and who are, what are you going to do in the middle of the season are you going to promote yeah. pat Shermer to off you know interim head coach oh no. for the love of god no wasn't he right? the giants like, head coach for a minute yeah and look how that went you know it's like we had no options you know so even if even if george payton was like i am so over you dude Pretty much, no matter what, in the in the worst case scenario, it was all I'm keeping you because there's no one else to fill your spot right now. Yeah, and seeing so, and seeing the fact that we, I don't want to necessarily say stuck with Fangio till 2023 or through 2023. Um, now, if they if they were to fire him, Denver, would still have to pay him for those years. Am I, am I wrong on there's, that? There's, I'm sure there's something in the, the contract that's, that stipulates exactly what he'd be, what, you know, what money's guaranteed no matter what versus if right. he works out his full contract. Um, I'm sure that's, that's nothing compared to some of these player salaries though. You know, the head coaches get fired all the time. Yeah, that's true. You know? I mean, yeah, look at, it, uh, it's one <laughs> look of those at things Urban Meyer. Like, we're not going to, yeah, look at Urban Meyer. <laughs> Um, now I'm sure he violated some things in his contract that nullified some of his salary or any guarantee, some? but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there wasn't anything in there for player abuse. 
Like, <laughs> if you abuse a player, then uh, we're nullifying this contract. I don't know. Hey, he's lucky Josh Lambeau didn't get up and drop kick him. Right, right. That would have been the best highlight of all time. Oh, dude, that'd been great. That'd have been so good. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it'll be interesting. Like, we're gonna see what potential head coaches are available and are they better than Fangio, you know, based off of what George Payton is looking for, you know, George Payton may be looking for, you know, um, a, a young guy that's really fiery, come in, bring in new ideas, uh, revamp the team in a new way, um, you know, and, and is a brand new head coach, you know, that might be what he wants. He might be looking at what I'm trying to describe and somebody who's been around the block is not necessarily the, you know, flashiest guy, but is going to, you know, hold players accountable and change the culture, knows how to be a head coach, you know, and didn't totally suck like Pat Shermer did, you know. Um, I don't know. Kevin, we got uh, we got a, a minute here. I just kind of want to run through just uh, uh, a couple names uh, as far as potential head coaching candidates. I know you don't want to go through that rabbit hole no. too much, um, but uh, yeah. you know the the top on the list is Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. So my question there is, why? What does he What does he do? Uh, is well, he calling the plays? Is he calling the offensive plays? Yeah, we need to get you in the Denver Broncos front office. I like it already. <laughs> so, I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, I wish, like, if you could, I would gladly take that job. But, but my, that's, that's my response is why, you know, well, you could say, well, the, you know, look at the chief's offense. Well, great. Is he the one calling the chief's offense? No, yeah, he's not true. calling the offensive plays. Uh, what about uh, Brian, Bri- blah, 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 Byron Leftwich? From the Bucks, is he the DC? Uh, no, he's the OC. He's the OC. According to what I'm reading, but again, that's that's kind of the same. I don't know question. enough about is him. He calling the plays. Well, in that case, you know, I mean, he played. I would in say no because Tom Brady's now. running that offense. <laughs> like, you know, but here you have a guy who, um knows what it's like to be on a championship championship team, I guess, with somebody like Tom Brady. Maybe he can do it, but again, that, that'd be my same response is, what what has he done other than he's just on a winning? Just because you're uh, and somebody on a winning team right now doesn't mean that you're going to be good as a head coach. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Brian Dabble, offensive coordinator from the Bills. Don't recognize the name. Yeah, no, me neither. Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator from the Rams. Now that one I've heard before. Um, do you look the? You know, I mean, the Bills have uh, or the the Rams have kind of turned things around, especially defensively. Yeah, yeah. The last couple of years, so you could see that he's, you know. And we're just going to skip over the name that shall not be said because yeah, he's uh, available we, will, again. we will never do that again. And if we People, do, I will riot. No, some team will do it, though, because look at what the Cardinals – except what the Cardinals have lost two in a row, one of which was to the Lions. So Well, well, he was supposed <laughs> to take the job with the Colts and then backed out. Yeah, he's a kind of a douchebag. Because he realized, eh, I suck. Anyway, yeah. 
Yeah. And then the last one just on this short list is uh, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Packers. Ooh, what so if we, that what one if I have we, heard a lot because because you get Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Well, you get Hackett uh-huh. first. You get Hackett first. Even more incentive for Mr. Rogers. Rogers to come Rogers to town, to baby. Now, this yes, is a sir. dude that understands you, that has worked with you, is going to give you the reins of the offense. You know, I like it. I like so it in that regard. <laughs> now, my question still would be: Again, you know, um, I need to dig more into their their background to figure out. You know, are they somebody that could um, change the culture, turn the team around? You know, kind of a thing. But that one is so. Other than uh, Dan Quinn, uh, Hackett is probably uh, on the top of my list there too, for yeah. that reason. Yeah, absolutely. I I I saw now the, name. the question then becomes: What if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? Then was that a bad decision? <sighs> Damn you and your monkey wrenches! You're gonna have to hire the head coach before you you know before free agency starts. So, is that worth it? Unless you have some unofficial behind, you know, behind closed doors, you know, agreement that yes, you know, once free agency hits, we'll make this trade with you to send Aaron Rodgers to you out there in Denver, you know, and it's hush, hush, you know. Hey, you go say this to that guy. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's $500. Go say this to that guy. And if anybody asks, you have no idea what's happening. So. Hey, if anybody in the NFL needs anybody to say anything to anybody, not officially, you, I'll give you my address. You can send the checks <laughs> to my house. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll make the call. You fly me out. I'll put a suit on and go deliver the news myself. Exactly. Yourself. Get some burner phones. You'll be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. Um, look, there's a lot of different directions that we could go. Um, so it's it sucks Kevin, to be having I, these conversations again, but. Um, I There's really just like a lot of options. One. I really like that last one. Mm-hmm. Now you got that stuck in my head right now. I'm like, oh, that would be perfect. Right? Oh, right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the name that shall not be said. <laughs> oh, wait, no, sorry. We're thinking better than him. Never mind. Yeah, better than him, I hope. So anyway, look, you know, option F or whatever on that list, Vic Fangio. Yeah, let's keep, him at, let's keep him at F. I'll give no, him an F for effort. Give him an F. I put him there for a reason, <laughs> but he's on the list at that position. So we'll see, man. Um, you know, there's uh, – we're going to have a lot better idea of what type of GM George Payton is, you know, in the next, you know, coming months. New head coach, the coaching staff, what he does in free agency, because this will be his first full free agency – you know, and then of course the draft again, how good, you know, that time will only tell how good, you know, that this next year's draft is, if that was another success or not, but um, can we land um, a big name quarterback, you know, or is he going to say, Hey, that's too steep. We're not trading away five years worth of first round picks, you know, I I doubt that's what they're asking for, but. So, okay. So we, we both agree on Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, top tier echelon. Um, you know, I had someone else say to me today, well, what about Deshaun Watson? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that circus. No. Uh, but what about, uh, what about Jimmy G? Um, 
he's a slight improvement over Teddy Bridgewater, but he's That's not gonna. His ceiling is 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 a little bit better than Bridgewater. Like we've seen what he's done, and that's pretty much what he is and who he is. And he's been in the league long enough that, um, you know, I don't think he's going to have any breakout and push it to the next level or something. You know, now I, I say this, you know, he's way better quarterback than I'll ever be. But <laughs> uh, oh, damn it, what is his name? Why do I always do this? Um, Ooh, Drake's comment. Jimmy G just injured today, broken hand and torn hand muscles. Never mind. So long, Jimmy G. So long. Bye bye. Uh, 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 Minshew. Minshew is a better quarterback than you and me. Let's face well, it. Well, yes, yeah. And I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. Really? Yeah, I do. Would you yep. take Would you take Minshew over uh, Drew Locke? Hmm. <laughs> I feel like he has a slight edge only because he's been in the league, what, a couple years longer? Longer. But – And and the mustache. I got to give him the mustache. Well, yeah, yeah he gets points <laughs> for the mustache, that's for sure. And if, he, and if he brings the mullet back, I'm giving him more points. Well, yes, that's an additional. That's, a, that's an automatic you got the job kind of a thing. <laughs> um, you know, you, you still don't know where Duloc's ceiling is. You, you don't, you know. Um that's the question is what can he do with a competent coaching staff and a, a, a solid line around him, uh, some consistency around him. Um, I, I would say that drew Locke's ceiling isn't much higher than where he's currently at, but if he can throw, you know, or if he can uh, be a quarterback in multiple consecutive games without throwing interceptions, that would be a huge, huge turnaround for him. You know, and absolutely, absolutely, and uh, and thanks, Drake. Yeah, it was a nice thought while I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. We'll give you an A there. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it's going to be interesting. The next um, few weeks, of course, we'll see where the Broncos land in the draft order, at least uh, barring any trades. Um, Black Monday will be here before you know it. We'll find out very quickly whether or not Fangio is going to come or go. Um, I think uh, we're at like 12 or 13 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and if we lose the next two, it's, I don't think we'll even be in the top 10. I think we'll be like 11 or something at best. Um, so it's not worth, you know, I hope nobody out there says we need a tank for a better draft pick. You're going to get maybe a couple better draft picks. Like I will know, slap. Oh, slap. according to this, we're sitting at 11. No, oh, interesting. Okay. No. It's just still... uh, just just behind the Atlanta Falcons at ten. Okay, so that's not terrible. Um, but you could be in a position where you trade that away. Um, there you go. Yeah. Uh, only time will tell, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Free so... agency in March or April. I have to check. Feel, it feels like it's so far away. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, once once uh once our uh, our playoff hopes are shot, it's like oh, it's gonna be a long six months. Let's see here. Um, Black Monday, January tenth. Um, Pro Bowl, nobody cares about. Combine is March one through seven. Franchise tag deadline March eighth. 
and then NFL free agency begins March 16th. So, you know, mark your calendars. March 16th is going to be the day. Uh, that well, really and I would imagine, I would imagine 15th, that they got to 18th. Those are the big days that any big moves are going to happen. I would imagine that we got to have a head coach picked and in place oh, yeah. well before then. Oh yeah. 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 That that's because other teams are going to be making offers to, you know, head coaches they want as soon as they possibly can. So, um, you know, it has to be, it's the yeah, Super Bowl is what middle of February. Um, you can expect the Broncos if they went that route to have a new head coach by early March. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I would, I would, I would hope that first week in March, we would have somebody in place, but yeah. And then off season programs begin April 4th. So, um, yeah. And then the draft April 28th through the 30th. Well, like I said, only time will tell. And we just kind of have to root for our team because, you know, we ain't no bandwagoners and uh, we're close. We really are. We are close to being a competent team. We have the talent. We have the pieces. We just need leadership. That's yeah. that's what's killing us is leadership from the top down, man. Um, leadership. I swear to coach, God, quarterback. If Bowles gets another freaking penalty, I'm duct taping his hands to his nipples. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation what was that, for the next podcast. What was that one penalty that he got that hands even I was like, face. yeah, I was, was like, like, are you kidding me? No, it was that, like his pinky a, got stuck on the face. That was mask. a ticky tack call, you know. There was no movement of the head, you know. He barely touched the guy's face and brought his hand right back down. You know, it was it was incredible. I want to see better officiating. Well, until the NFL, you know, makes their refs um, full time employees, they're not going to get better officiating. This is what this is what you get. The NHL has full time offici- officials. Uh, NBA. Pretty much every other major sport pays their refs full time salaries, and they are yo Goodell. Figure it out. No, Goodell's not going to do it. You're going to need a new commissioner before that becomes a topic they actually consider. But you have all these problems with officiating. Make them full time. You know. Uh, Let's make sure that we save that bit that I just did. So when it does happen, there you go. We'll save it. Okay. Hey, everyone. Remember that uh, we have a ton of other content. Uh, Monday night, Orange Weekly After Dark starts after um, Monday night football. Tuesday night, Bourbon Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. We also got this post-game podcast and the pre-game podcast. You can listen to those uh, either on YouTube, if not iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. We also got the tailgate talk, which happens one hour before kickoff. Uh, And then the original live Broncos halftime show, which is the Orange Weekly Halftime Hash. We are live every halftime for every Broncos game. Um, tons of Broncos content, and uh, you may think that uh, just because the offseason comes around, you're not going to hear from us. That is not the case. We still try to stay somewhat active. Uh, we do take a little bit of a breather ourselves because uh, it keeps us pretty busy during the season. But, um, you know, you'll hear from us, you know, before um, – free agency uh, as like a, a pre-free agency, if you will, 
right in the beginning of it, a post-free agency recap, uh, same for the draft, uh, so on and so forth. You know, if there's any major breaking news, we'll be doing shows and podcasts and stuff to kind of cover any breaking news. And there might be a lot of it this, uh, this off season as well. We also do some fun shows every now and then like uh, trivia nights and stuff, just, uh, just a way to hang out and, uh, not just with each other, but you all as the listeners as well. So make sure you're following our Facebook page, um, uh, facebook.com slash, I think it's Broncos Orange Weekly. Um, also, youtube.com slash C slash Bron- uh, Orange Weekly pro- uh, Podcast. Um, uh, Twitter and Instagram are at Orange Weekly. Pretty much you can find us everywhere. So uh, just uh, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, please. That helps us out a ton. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Give us any feedback and, um, you know, cause we're always trying to make the show better for you all of the listeners. So for everybody who watched while we were live today, thank you for tuning in. Daniel and Drake were the two names that we saw today. So appreciate both of you, Rob. I appreciate you as always, man. Hey, Kevin, no problem. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody on the orange weekly crew. I appreciate everybody that listens, uh, watches my dumbass beyond here that, uh, you know, I am fortunate enough to to be able to join you guys, and uh, I definitely look forward to everything that we got coming in the future. So uh, oh, yeah. be on the lookout. We are working on Orange Weekly merch as well. Uh, so, you know, we've got some things in the works. So uh, keep coming back, and uh, like, like Kevin said, give us a like, follow, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and uh, things can only get better from here. Exactly. They sure can. Okay, everyone, uh, take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. And Rob, I think nothing else to say other than a strong Go Go Broncos. Broncos. Take care, everyone. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.